Okay, so David is now being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I got to make sure I'm recorded just for a little bit, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right, so welcome everyone. Today is March the 8th, 2023. This is our All Lies Matter call um, that we have every week with Alex Lloyd, David Peck, myself, Johanna Chan will be assisting. And we have a special guest today, um, Dr. Jed Diamond, and Alex will be um introducing him, but let me share this disclaimer first. This presentation is for education and informational purposes only. And since we're going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand this information is not intended to heal or cure anything. Everything in the presentation are the opinions of Dr. Of Alex Lloyd, David Peck, myself, Dr. Jed Diamond today, or you if you choose to share. Um, you should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concerns you may have. All right, take it away, guys. Okay, uh, we have a special guest today, but before we get to that, Dr. David has something he wanted to share. You're on, okay. David. Yeah, hey, thanks, Alex. Okay, so I wanted to follow up on last week because I thought it was really important. So I just wanted to say a few minutes. So what happened... Um, a couple of months ago, we've been doing this for about 15 or 16 months now. And what happened a couple of months ago is I did a review of all the topics that we had done. And we're up to, I don't know, close to 60 probably now. And found that the majority of them were concentrated on humility. You know, the concept of um, in order for me to be okay, somebody else has to think so. So, you know, we did a lot of that. And, and what, what we started yet last week was related to control. And this was gatekeeping. And my take on this is that this is gatekeeping that's not only that's self-generated, but also coming from uh, externally, but is keep gatekeeping us from our authentic self. And there are many, there were many mechanisms that that Alex listed. And, you know, I've, I've been working with that because I think it's a very important list, especially in today's day. And so what I'd like to suggest is that going forward, we use this list and we address these various different areas because there's so many of them and they're so important, I believe, to what is going on now and what has been going on. So I just want to also say that I want to just repeat some of these, this list, there's about 20 some on there and they can be broken up into five or six different sections. And so I just wanna review that and to get everybody thinking about this. And then, so as we go forward, we'll, we can pick one, unless there's another topic that you know is pressing that we pick one at a time. And, and the, the, the first category is sort of includes brainwashing, indoctrination, group thinking, mob mentality. Okay, the next area is includes gaslighting, censoring, derailing, sabotaging. Okay, the, the third area I see is things like ridiculing, shaming, mocking, okay? The next area is related to labeling, judging, critiquing, evaluating, editorializing, expert opining, commentating, okay? The next area, this is the fifth area, is related to monitoring and surveilling, also could be related to censoring. And the, and the last one is related to canceling, 
ostracizing, defaming, slandering. So as you can see, there's so many different elements in different ways. And, and again, some of these can be related to intention. So you could, you could comment in a, in a truth and love way, or you could uh, comment in a destructive way. And that of course, as we spoke about before, relate um, is, is uh, dependent upon your intention, the person's intention. So I just wanted to reemphasize this area of self-control category 12 in the healing codes. It's the last category, but so important because not only that, it's leading to things like, uh, and we talked about this um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, deprivation that yeah. leads to obsession and, and those unhealthy habits, those love substitutes. This is what's driving it. So again, I, so thank you, Alex. I just wanted to, to, to put that out there for everybody um, so that we can, you know, lo looking going forward, we can have a, sort of a roadmap. Okay. And yeah. God bless everyone. Yeah, that's great, Dave. Hey, hey um, send me that, send me and Johanna that list. And next week we'll, put the list up on the screen so everybody can see it and talk about it some more. And then we'll also post it underneath this. So anyone who wants it from now on can click on that and they'll have the list. They can print it out and all of that. Good. Excellent. But that's, that's great. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest today. And um, I have known Jed Diamond. Jed, I don't know how many years I've known you. It's been several. Do you know? At least uh, eight or 10, I'm sure, maybe more. Eight or 10. We've done some things together. Um, he, uh, my son majored in psychology in college and just graduated uh, a few months ago. And in his senior year, as part of his senior project, he had to interview several psychologists and therapists and let me tell you, I, I was able, uh, I pulled strings with Jed to get George that interview. And, and Jed, George has been talking about that interview ever since. I bet, I bet it has come up 10 times since then where George has remarked how much he enjoyed the interview, how much he loved you as a person, how kind and warm you were. You made him feel valuable, even though he's a young kid and all that sort of thing. Um, so that's that. That's the kind of person this is, ladies and gentlemen. So let me let me tell you a little bit about him, and then he's going to share something, um, and then we'll do a custom healing process and open it up for questions. You can ask Dr. Jed a question or one of us. Uh, Jed is one of he's a, a doctor, Dr. Jed Diamond. He's one of the leading experts in the world in gender-specific medicine and men's health. So there's the gender, if you were wondering. Uh, Jed has written 17 books, which blows me away. I've written four, and I don't know how I've written four. I can't imagine writing 17. Uh, international bestsellers, The Irritable Male Syndrome, Surviving Male Menopause. His latest book is called Long Live Men, and the moonshot mission to heal men, close the lifespan gap, and offer hope to humanity. And uh, that's going to be available in June. Uh, Jed holds a PhD in international health. He's a licensed clinical social worker. He's been a practicing psychotherapist for 50 years. His wife, Carlin, and he are proud parents of five children, 
17 grandchildren, two great grandchildren, uh, and Jed's window to the world is menalive.com, menalive.com. And uh, I think Jed uh, is inviting our group to participate in his moonshot, and I have invited Jed and his group to participate in All Lives Matter, um, which we're doing here. And by the way, I've got up the wrong background. I'm sorry. I need my to put my All Lives Matter background up. I don't know how that got switched. But anyway, um, a good friend of mine and a man that I regard at the top of the ladder, uh, Dr. Jed Diamond. So Jed, it's so great to have you. Whatever you want to share, we're excited to hear. Well, thank you, Alex. Uh, it, it's been a, a journey uh, with you and the work that you've been doing, which I also respect greatly. Uh, and for me, it, this really started uh, when I was five years old and my uncle drove me to the mental hospital. And I asked him, why, why do we have to go? And what he told me is, your father needs you. And it turned out my father had taken an overdose of sleeping pills because he'd become increasingly depressed because he couldn't make a living to support his family. That's how it felt to him. And he felt very judgmental on himself and uh, feeling that he was worthless. And luckily he did not die. Um, he was hospitalized and uh, I grew up wondering what happened to him, uh, when it would happen to me, because I was afraid of that, and what I could do in my life to prevent that from happening to other men and other families. And that really was the beginning of, of my work, um, that we talk about custom healings, which you, you do so well, and part of becoming sensitive to uh, the healing process is to recognize that we each heal differently and that men and women are quite different in both how we're, our brains function and how we, how we relate to the world. And what I learned from my own experience, and I think anybody who's been around for a while senses that men and women are different and that we need different ways of healing. And uh, about 20 years ago, two colleagues of mine, uh, Randall Nessie and, and uh, Dr. Kruger, uh, had done a, a study to look at the lifespan of males and females in 20 different cultures and countries throughout the world. And what they found was that in every country and every culture they studied, that men died sooner and lived sicker. In other words, suffered from all the major diseases at higher rates than did females. And their conclusion really for me was a call to action from what I had experienced with my father and then over the years now becoming a counselor and seeing many other men deal with depression, deal with suicidal desire or intent, and that we know now a whole lot more than we did, certainly when my father was going through this, of what we can do to heal. 
But uh, Dr. Uh, Nessie and Kruger concluded with three startling statements. The first they said is that the major one predictor of ill health, if you looked at all the different things that people can suffer from, what predicts you know, dangerous health practices, the first thing that is most significant is simply being male. You knew nothing else about a patient then whether they're male or female, you could predict that that group of men would have more health challenges. Wow. The second thing We're they doomed. said, which was startling, was that if we could simply help men as a group live as long and healthy as women, no major medical breakthroughs or you know huge changes, but simply with what we know and the different ways and lifestyles between men and women, they concluded you could save 375,000 men's lives every year in the United States alone. And we know that this discrepancy in, in longevity and health happens in every other country. It's not just in the US. And their final conclusion was that if you could do that, if you could help men simply live healthier, more fully uh, functional lives, you would do more good in the world than curing cancer. And 20 years ago, I started, this is maybe, you know, I, I don't know if we go back quite, quite 20 years, but I know I reoriented my, my whole practice at Men Alive to pay attention to what we were learning about the different ways in which men and women both suffered and could be healed. And a year ago, I brought together seven colleagues who I had known for many years who were working in the field of, of men's health. And we came together to launch what we called our moonshot for mankind. Because we know now that if we can help men live longer, healthier lives, I mean, not only is that gonna be good for the men, obviously, but good for the wives, the women, the children, the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren. And so that's the invitation to, to you uh, and, and David and your, your, your listeners and the people that follow you, is that in June, we're going to launch this program to the world. Uh, the book will be coming out in, in June. We will be having a whole series of online programs. We'll be inviting organizations and individuals to join us. Uh, our, our first goal is to get, we figure there's probably a thousand really good organizations that are doing good work in the world. We wanna get them involved. And those thousand I think can help us reach out to a million men and women who really know that a focus on health and individualized health and the lens of, of men's health can help us all. So that's really what we're about. And so glad to be here with you today to be able to let your people and you know about this, because I know you've been part of this movement a long time as well. And so being able to come together and share what we know and share what we've learned, I think is going to benefit everybody. So Jed, that's wonderful. So if, 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 people want to get more information or become involved, did they just go to menalive.com? Exactly right. That's where I, uh, that's my uh, window to the world. Uh, 
if they want a, a personal connection with me, it's that simple because I interact personally with everybody that reaches out. They can simply email me to Jed, J-E-D, at menalive, M-E-N-A-L-I-V-E.com, or come to the website and you can see I publish an article every week, kind of like you guys meet with people. I publish articles and meet with people uh, via uh, the discussion and chats, and then we periodically get together this way. All right. All right. That's fantastic. And and Jed, I, I want to support that in any way that I can and be a part of it. Um, man, those three things are unbelievable. That the number one health predictor is just being a male. Um, and if you could help men live as long as women, it would save 375,000 lives a year. And um, it would do more good than if we could cure cancer. Um, all of those are wows. I've never, I've never heard any of those. Um, I did want to share a couple of things, and then I'll turn it over to David uh, for any uh, comment you want to make, David. But um, Jed was talking about the differences in men and women, and um, uh, a man's sense of identity and self tends to be defined by their ability to achieve results and be successful. And if they feel like, I mean, they could be Richard Branson and a billionaire, but if they feel like they've not been successful enough, even if they're a billionaire, and it happens all the time, I, I work with some billionaires, okay? Um, even the billionaire can feel uh, a low sense of identity and worth, like they're a failure, even though everyone else in the entire world would look at them as being successful. Now, of course, I believe that being in, in internally in a place of love, joy, and peace and having intimate, loving relationships, that's the ultimate success. But the way us guys are wired we don't necessarily feel that way, even though that's true. Um, so it, it's almost like, and 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 this this has been a big issue for my wife and I, for Hope and I, that uh, you know the younger generation today, they have a different outlook on male female in in marriage and a family. Um, most 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 young people I know. The wife is planning to work, maybe even be the primary breadwinner. Uh, even if they have kids, they're planning to work. But Jed, when I was growing up, and I imagine when you were growing up, it wasn't that way. It was the male is supposed to bring home the bacon, so to speak. Okay. Well, I got to tell you, I love what I do. I really do. I work at wake up every morning, and I can't believe I get to do what I do and call it work. But I have through the years felt some pressure and stress to carry that load by myself and be successful at it and bring home enough bacon, uh, you know, and, and, and that sort of thing. And traditionally, now not as much today, but traditionally, that has been a load that the male has carried. Now, the female has carried loads, too, that we haven't carried, all right? And, and some of those are big and heavy as well. But one of the biggest ones 
is, you know, I used to go to work basically from nine to five and then I'm done where my wife Hope, she was working all day long with the kids in the house and, you know, managing everything else. So, you know, for every issue we have, there's a female issue as well. But when I try to look at the differences in the sexes, Jed, and just sort of, okay, is there a common thread that when it's negative, the common thread I come up with, Jed, and I just see what you think about this, is I'm not enough for both. Just I'm not enough. Um, so David, what do you want to, what do you want to say? And then, and then we'll do a code and then we'll see if okay. anybody has questions. Yeah. I had a couple of things. I was thinking. so the, the, I guess the first question that comes to my mind. So Jed, you want to spread awareness of the concept of a disparity in health and wellness. And so what then is the, what's the solution, you know, in your mind? That's, that's my other question. First question. The other thing that I'm a little bit skeptical about the numbers, because knowing and, you know, being familiar with the way that research has been carried out over the years and has greatly favored male research, you know, I, I'm a little bit skeptical of the numbers I have to see overall. I mean, it's certainly not going to uh, include breast cancer, you know, being, um, um, you know, uh, having a male predilection. And then the last thing that I want to I want to say is that really, you know, playing off of what Alex was saying and that, you know, um, having treated so many people over the years, you know, the, the healing modality that we're involved with and the approach that we're involved with really brings to the forefront the similarities between the sexes when it comes to disease. So it's actually the exact opposite of what you're saying. You know, so I'm not trying to be controversial, but I'm being honest. You know, this is the way I've seen it, you know, is that really when, you know, I'm, I'm startled by the fact that so much of, of, of this emotional imbalance triggering is so common to so many different people, both male and female, you know, like Alice, you said, sad, mad and depressed. I forget what, you know, the, the words that you used the other day, but, but, you know, those common themes and just like you're saying, not enough, not good enough. So, hey, Dave. Can, yeah. I, can I interrupt just one second? I'm finished. I, I, I saw a new study yesterday. Okay. New study yesterday came out. Uh, thinking about what you're saying right now, Dave. And what they found is the average anxiety and stress of a current high school teenager mm. is equivalent from the 1950s anxiety stress of a person in a mental facility. Wow. That's believable. Isn't that, uh, isn't that incredible? We're, this is a, a stress test for humanity. Yeah. So yeah. many different forms of stress. You know, that yeah. you can be triggered in 10 different ways. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, Jed, anything else you want to add before Dave and I do a healing process? Yeah, let me let me just uh, you know appreciate what David what David's saying. And I, I don't think there's really a discrepancy uh, between what what I'm saying and what you're saying. What what we know and and Alex pointed this out is that uh, uh, because of our 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 
upbringing and the, the ways in which men are, are socialized, as well as some physiological differences and genetic differences and that all us guys have only one X chromosome in every one of our cells. We're all XYs, that's what makes us males. Females have two Xs and we find that there's some actual medical, you know, physiological benefits to, you know, to women that enable them to, to uh, other things being equal to live longer. Uh, we do know that there are, when you say awareness is certainly the first step, but we now know after, you know, my work and many, many others in this field of gender specific healing over the last uh, 50 years or more, uh, there really are things we know that we can do. We know how we can intervene in dealing with depression and anxiety. So they're, they're male specific entrees into that. But I think what you have found, and I think you're right in this, is that once you get people past the, in a sense, the surface differences, which are real and need to be dealt with, men are going to come in and need to be treated differently than women and vice versa. But underneath that, there are similar things, as you say, that block all of us feeling that we're not enough or feeling that we have uh, been wounded in ways that make us feel like we're no good, we don't count, or we're, we, we don't mean anything. So there's a lot of commonalities. But to get there, I think gender-specific approaches are helpful. Yeah. Okay, Dave, do you want to start on the code? Okay, sure. Yeah, what, what uh, we're going to, no, you go ahead, Alex. How, how, go about, ahead. I'll how about, how about not enough? Not enough. I'm not enough. Whether it's because I've been wounded and I just don't feel like I'm as good as you, or I don't have energy anymore, or I've tried and tried and tried, and I just am kind of apathetic now, whatever the reason, feeling like I'm not enough or I don't have the resources I need for a good life. So this is the goodness category. And the good, this is the half of the goodness category that deals with victimization, apathy given, never good enough. The other half is, is my side, perfectionism, conditional love, good boy, good girl syndrome. Right, right. Okay, okay. okay. you want me to do it? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay. So, um, Jed, we're going to do a healing process now. You can, you can stay, you can go, whatever you want. Wait, Jed, uh, have you done the healing code? Have you used the healing code? I have. So I'm I'm happy to be here and go through it with you. Okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, say a prayer from your heart, a request of your heart about you're not enough or not enough resources or I'm not in the right situation or just for some reason I'm lacking what I need for the life I think I could have. And let's start with uh, both hands temples, both hands temples. Slow deep breaths from your stomach. Don't try to make anything happen. If anything, just get out of the way and allow your body, mind, and spirit to heal this. They know exactly how to. Left hand Adam's apple, right hand bridge. 
Left hand Adam's apple, right hand bridge. Ninety-nine times out of a hundred, the not enough is a lie. But it's a lie that can keep you stuck for your whole life. Both hands temples again. Both hands, Adam's apple. Left hand, Adam's apple, right hand, bridge. Left hand jaw, right hand bridge. And both hands temples again, unusual three times. Last one, left hand bridge, right hand Adam's apple. All right, let's do uh, acupuncture point, side of the hand, eyebrows, collarbones, little finger, temples, thumb, middle of the chest, middle finger, under the nose, under the nipples, index finger, 
sore spot. Temples. Chin. And the 9G. Eyes open, closed, open. Eyes down to the left, down to the right. Circle your eyes, circle back the other way. <laughs> One, two, One, two three, three, four, five. five. <laughs> All right, let's activate governing and conception vessel twice, please. Twice up the midline of the body. If it hurts, you're pushing too hard. Two times. And then custom healing centers. Let's start with heart. Please open and harmonize. Forehead. Please open and harmonize. Throat. Please open and harmonize. Base or root on the pubic bone. Please open and harmonize. Crown. Please open and harmonize. Under the belly button, please open and harmonize. Middle of the stomach, please open and harmonize. And then let's do left hand forehead, right hand brainstem. And this is the last one, last step. Slow, deep breaths from your stomach not your chest, chest breathing is stress breathing. And just quietly back out of the way and let your heart have control. Please heal my not enough issues. Okay, both hands over the heart, slow, deep breaths. Make a note of the zero to 10. And Johanna, if we have any questions or comments, um, I think we're ready. Okay, we have April Gibson. Gonna open your line if you wanna unmute. Hi, April. Hey guys. Hey. Well, thank all of y'all for getting into the business of health and ministry. And I was just going to ask if, um, if rejection is a common symptom for the female, if the guy is, you know, having male menopause, I, I don't know a thing about it, but I'm recently in a relationship the past six months and I've never experienced any of this. Um, maybe it was because, you know, I was a lot younger when I got married the first time in my life and I'm not married now, but, you know, but it's, it's that type of relationship. So. Jed, what do you think? Rejection? Yeah, it's not, not uncommon. And, you know, guys that go through what we call male menopause or andropause, you know, there is a real feeling of loss of potency and feeling of agency, being able to accomplish. And sometimes, not uh, uncommonly, 
that then as they reject themselves yeah gets turned on to a partner that's there and they may in shame that's often what they're not aware of reject their partner when the real issue is their inability to come to peace with the changes that are going on in themselves and their body mind and spirit jan was jan and david was it uh shakespeare who said methinks he doth protest too much and and the idea being being kind of whatever you sort of get out of bounds about with someone else is probably the issue you have yourself and it's just manifesting toward other people but it's really about yourself even though the male may not be aware of that at the time um Dave, you have anything to add? Yeah, and thank you, Jed, for bringing that up. That is such a key point. I just want to re-emphasize because I'll see signs out in public that say, oh, be kind, be kind to others, help others, you know, be nice to other people. And I say, no, no, that you're missing exactly the point. Be kind to yourself. Yeah. Be nice to yourself. Love yourself over and over again yeah if, if you love yourself you're going to love other people yeah if you don't like yourself you're probably going to be irritable to other people. you know it's almost the other thing i like to say to people is it's almost like we've been taught and trained to hate and shame ourselves yeah yeah it's that performance bar growing up a lot of it at least yeah, you know, as I used to coach Little League Baseball, those kids, some of those with the parents and everything, the kid strikes out and he's in tears. And I'm like, yeah. what the heck is going on here? And I'm looking at the father who's the coach and who's like raking up the field and everything so that his son can bat second or first. In the order right. Dr. Alex, what, what, can the, what can the woman do in this situation? If she's the only if she's the only one who's, you know, seeking health, if she's the only one who's, you know, thinks there's anything wrong. Jed. Well, I think just to build on what both David and Alex have said is that uh, what any of us can always do and women can do in this situation is get clear about their own sense of self and their own feeling of you know, this is not my fault, uh, you know, I'm not to blame, I'm enough, and being able to be centered in yourself, and and then to listen. Um, you know, the, the thing is, guys often have trouble sharing their emotional truth, particularly when they're going through a change of life that, in their mind, is not inevitable, which it is, we all go through changes, but for the guy, they feel like there must be something the matter with me, you know, I ought to be able to overcome anything, including what's changing in my body. So taking care of yourself and being open to hearing his emotional truth about just what may be going on, what fears he's feeling, what worries he's carrying, what changes he's Dr. Diamond, not able to uh, deal with himself. Dr. Diamond, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but he doesn't think there's anything wrong. Well, that... And his that response is... His, why are you making such a big deal out of this? It's nothing. Well, that's part of the denial that guys, you know. April, you, you, have to for, you have to force him to do the healing code. You have to, <laughs> that's you have to not going to happen. Him, manipulate him, 
Bully him. Do whatever you have to do. Make him do the healing. No, no but I'm saying no. <laughs> no, I have to make this point. No, I got to make this point, though, actually, because we've talked about this before. And it's when the person's angry, you know, you love it when the person, someone comes up to him saying, yo, dude, don't be angry. Or don't feel that way. You know, when the person, the whole point is that when the person is triggered, there's nothing you can do about it. That's why we have to go to the source. We have to do, we have to do the healing at the source of the memories. That's the only solution as I see it. Hey, April. Uh, Johanna gave me some comfort saying at least a couple times recently that you can do the codes on behalf. So when I do my codes and my prayers, I'm doing it for myself. And I'm also praying for those closest to me, but I definitely am going to be honest with the guy this time. And, you know, I'm not, I'm going to take the courageous move and I'm going to tell him, look, man, I'm not Jesus Christ. I may need to get out. And I don't know if that's the healthy way, you know, I mean, if I have to break my own heart, but it's a challenge that I haven't faced yet. This is a new one on me. And I honest to God. Hey, April. Yes, sir. Um, based on research, um, women's biggest complaint about men is that they don't listen. Men's biggest complaint about women is that they try to change me. Okay. So when you're talking to this man, understand that his probably number one antenna that goes up is if, if a female is trying to do something that he believes is trying to change him. So try to come at it from a little bit different angle, maybe even say, I'm not trying to change you. I want you to understand that. I'm not trying to change you. I just want us to have a happy, loving, fulfilling relationship for both of us, for you as well as me. And so I'm not trying to change you. If you address that right up front, even if he doesn't know that consciously, he probably feels it unconsciously. And that might put him a little bit at ease. And then also maybe say, and I'm not trying to get you to fix something right now. I'm just asking you to listen and hear me right now. And maybe if you started with those couple of things, it might go a little bit better than just, you know, sort of diving in, you know, uh, you've got to change this because that's the number one fear. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it, it tends to it tends to activate us and we start spinning off before the conversation really even gets started good. Yeah. I appreciate you guys listening. Oh my God, what a relief to have somebody to, to hear us, you know. I know this is about men today, but well, we're all kind of in it together. And, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. <laughs> we are we are and in my, it together. And Jay and Jed gave you his private email address. You can right? ask him uh, whatever you want, I guess. I might be hit that guy up later for some intel. <laughs> and I definitely, definitely hit you guys up a lot. And I appreciate y'all. Thank you, April. Have a great day.
Uh, all right, we're going to end this portion of the program. Uh, Jed, thank you so much for being here. It was an um, honor. My pleasure. And uh, be with you. this call will be posted and uh, so people can continue uh, to watch and find out about your moonshot. And I'm happy to share that on other programs as well. And um, uh, Dave, thank you. Um, and uh, now, if you would like a custom code, Johanna's going to stay on. David may or may not. Um, I'll stay. Uh, okay, David's going to stay. And Johanna will, is available for that. Thank you, Johanna. And I uh, love all you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, see you next week. And um, you are enough. Whether <laughs> male or female, you are enough. Right, Dave? Yes. yes. And we have intuition. We have inspiration, creativity. Every one of us. Yes. Amen. All right. Love you. Thank you. Love you, Alex. All right. So before I stop the, the recording, um, I'm going to um, announce this. Marilyn from has asked me to announce and make sure everyone knows that next Sunday is uh, change of time here in the U.S., daylight savings time. So check your world clock because so about, you know, what time you want to, you want to be able to um, join our call. So next week, daylight savings time, check your world clock to make sure you get on time. Okay, I'm going to end the recording now, and we're going to um, open the line for custom code.